Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host Viz. Our guests tonight are writer-director Anthony de Blasi and star Jessica Sula from Malum, which is now streaming on all major on-demand platforms. I want to thank you both for being our guests and congratulations on this film. I really look forward to breaking it down in the next 15-20 minutes with the both of you. Now, I want to start with Anthony. Anthony, it is rare that a film is rebooted, reimagined by the original filmmaker. Now, the original film that we're talking about is Last Shift from 2014. So tell us what inspired you to retell your own story. Well, Cecil B. DeMille did it with the Ten Commandments, so I just wanted to follow oh, yeah. on that track. <laughs> then that's uh, what you need to know. He just as far as the Cecil B. Yeah, Cecil <laughs> Uh, as far as American directors, right? I know it, it happens a lot with with international films because mm-hmm. you know they make a great movie like Funny Games and like let's let's bring it to the states. But for me, you know, when we did the original one, I was really happy with that film. We did it at a very limited budget, but it was very precise in what we wanted to do. And my co-writer on that, Scott Boyley, and I, we talked about maybe doing. He wanted to do a prequel. I really wanted to do a sequel. So we we didn't really put anything to paper. And then the Welcome Villain guys, they just formed that company. And uh, Luke LeBeau approached me. He's like, listen, I'm a big fan of Last Shift. And what do you think about jumping into that world again? And I think because Last Shift was more of a cult film, mm-hmm. We wanted to introduce it to a new audience. We wanted to hit a wider audience with this movie. So we felt the best way was to to reimagine it. And you know that that's how we coined it, a reimagining, not really a reboot, not really a remake. Yeah, you know, reimagining is definitely suits it better. Now, Jessica, yeah. you are the main star in Malum as Jessica Lauren, originally <laughs> played by Juliana Harkavy. Uh, I'm sure you must have had a lot of questions for Anthony about he want about how he wanted your Jessica Lauren to be portrayed. So how did Anthony explain to you the character and how he wanted you to play it out? Well, first thing Anthony told me was that you, you know this is going to be all you, so it's a lot of stamina. And then the second thing was he he just didn't want me to be distracted by the other performance. So he just said, don't watch it. He was like, don't, please don't watch this. I just need you to separately become this person and go on this journey. So it kind of was, it, it was, I think it, when we were talking about it, it was more the fact that this is just going to be a lot to do in a short space of time. And, you know, he, I mean, Anthony, you're just so like, you're very good with like character centric stuff. So it was just going to be keeping the pacing and the journey that she's going through whilst making something, even though it's reimagining and we're going back, it still felt very, you know, unique filmmaking like in this you know in this uh why did i forget what a police station was called (laughs) i was like in this thing um yeah so i think it, it was focused more on that and then i 
I hadn't acted for a while, so I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I can do this because it just is hard. It was hard. It was hard work, but it was kind of a taking it day by day type yeah. of thing. Now, Anthony, so, when you saw Jessica, what made you say, you know what? She's the person I want to play this version of Jessica Soren. Well, I knew the type of actor we were looking for, someone that had a confidence and a um, assuredness. I think the, the biggest thing with this movie is that the character of Jessica is is on a journey. Mm-hmm. She, she's she's solving a mystery. She has she has agency, um, and I think you never really know until you meet with an actor. I mean, that's how I gauge it. Um, and so when Jesse and I had our first meeting, I felt like we really hit it off right away. And you know, if we can break the ice within the first ten to fifteen minutes, then mm-hmm. I feel like we can get to where we need to go. Yeah, on set, and that's that's a big part of that journey. Like, how are we going to collaborate on set? And and how are we going to create this character together? And all, for me, it's just, I want to make her as comfortable as possible so she can go on that journey and be, you know, her best self on set and doesn't, don't, doesn't feel like she's being distracted too often. Exactly. <laughs> and you said it great. You know, if you have chemistry within the first, the first 10, 20 minutes of meeting, then you're right. That is going to lead to, uh, a good relationship on the set itself and it ultimately what happens behind the screens comes through on the screen to what the audience sees i mean would you yeah. agree with that yes almost i think sometimes it was hard because we would get along a little too well so it was like guys you got <laughs> focus here let's start cracking each other up <laughs> now you told us that you did not watch The Last Shift before filming, but since now the movie's out, have you watched the original? Uh, no, I haven't. I like looking at this chat that's going on here. Oh, those are the people chatting, yeah. yeah. I, I like that somebody's catching up with someone. That's sweet. <laughs> oh, um, I, I still haven't watched it. I think, can I tell you, um, I, I had a, I loved... Filming Malum, it was like really jovial to high, at, at times, but it was also really hard uh, because I would just watch a lot of sad shit at the same time. So I've kind of put it to rest. I've just like put it here because a, a lot of like love went into it, but that is, you know, she's under a lot of stress yeah yeah <laughs> that's the so, so when, you, when you first read the script jessica and you saw the story what was your initial reaction to your character um well that 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 we talked about that at the beginning because i mean it i thought it was very fun like it was really like high stakes kind of kicks off kind of it was just crazy and like in your face yeah and you're nervous because with the horror world you just never know what production team you're gonna get you know what i mean or director and a lot of people like to make horror to like just churn it out and it just kind of means nothing you just want to see people being butchered yeah and butchered you know which look 
we I get it. Everyone likes to escape in that way sometimes. And but I think talking to Anthony made me it made me feel nervous to step up to it, but happy because I think he didn't want to play it where she's just it's I I thought about it more as a mystery. She's oh, just yeah investigating something you know mm -hmm. like absolutely all she has to do and whatever external forces are coming she cannot control that no no now anthony the story involving jessica's father is altered from the original and you show us when malum starts uh what happens regarding jessica's father what made you decide to show the audience those events as opposed to sort of it coming out throughout the the story of the film. I think it was I think it's the catalyst for for Jesse's character so I think the audience seeing that at the beginning because the mystery is the mystery is why, yeah. you know, why did this happen? And that's her journey throughout the movie. So I thought that was important to see that to see what what he does at the beginning of the film and to see under what circumstances he does it so that the audience is in the same shoes as Jessica's character. You know, there, we have questions like, well, why did that go down? What happened there? I, I saw it with my own eyes, but I don't, I don't know why it happened. Yeah. So I think that was the question going in. Okay. I wanted everyone to be on the same page as Jessica's character and essentially what she knew we knew. And she was definitely after more information. Now, Jessica, you said it yourself. You really had to carry this whole film. The movie is great because you are great in the movie. Uh, how did you manage to stay focused and not get psyched out that this whole film is really revolving around your performance? Oh, well, I guess Anthony had to talk me off a few ledges a couple of <laughs> times, I think. You know, um, I, I, I'm certainly, I, I noticed, I think, uh, you know, I've been, sometimes when you start acting at a young age, it's it's nice because you get really comfortable, but then you can kind of be, if somebody said hello, so hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, hi. Um, so, you know, you can kind of go on a little bit of cruise control when it comes to, I guess for me, it felt like that with auditions and everything. I was just like, okay, and I come here and I step here and I do this. But I love a process. And I noticed with this process that um, I, it was, I like to be comfortable and be able to like have a laugh to go in between. And then I like, you know, you want a little bit of nurturing. So I had to be talked off a few ledges. And then I would like, I, I remember chatting to my dad and he was like, you really can't even think about the overarching, like that is for your director to think mm -hmm. about all of that stuff. When it comes to everything, you, all you can do is your pieces. And, yeah. and when we were doing, you know, a lot of the in the office stuff by the phone, that would just be like, there was like one day where it was, it was a crazy day of just a lot of phone scenes, a lot of, jumping back and forth of in and out of, uh, of, you know, what part, like how stressed is she, how, what like realm has she gone to and come back to? Um, so when that's happening, it's happening so fast that you have to take it bit by bit. Yeah. You forget, you just kind of forget. It's that whole actor director relationship director. They say there's a famous saying, 
80% of directing is casting. And the same goes the other way. Casting, they have to trust their director. Now, as Anthony, as this is a reimagining, uh, did you pull out the last shift script and say, okay, we're going to reimagine this story. What do I want to change? How do I reimagine this story? Was it a difficult thing to do? It, it was at first because when when they approached Scott and I and, and then Scott and I had a conversation about it, you know, because there's that trepidation of like, well, do do we want to do this? Do we want to? I didn't want to feel like I was treading the same water. So, I, you know, you're always nervous about am I going to end up being on set and be like, oh, I've done this before. But I never felt that way. And I think when we sat down to write a treatment we you know we took out the old script we watched the movie again kind of looked at like well what was there anything that didn't make it on the screen from the original script and and after that just one session i think we just threw everything away i knew there were certain things i wanted to carry over because for me i was making for a new audience so yeah. what were the things that i felt really worked in the first movie just those nuggets to bring over into the new movie, but change them up a bit. So someone who had seen Last Shift can still be entertained in a new way. Um, but it was a very collaborative process with the Welcome Villain guys because because they came in early on and said, hey, we love this movie. And I'm like, okay, so now I'm going to gauge, well, what do they love about Last Shift? You know, mm -hmm. So I let them in very early on in the treatment process where it was like, here's a six-page treatment you know, just little things that we knew we wanted to go. And I gauged their reaction to that. And then, and I wasn't yet inspired, right? At, at six pages, I'm like, okay, I'm still finding my way. But then at yeah. 12 pages and then at, and at 20 pages, I'm like, there's a certain point where you're like, okay, now I know. Fired up. Yeah. yeah, you gotta get fired up. You gotta feel like, okay, what's the journey? What's, what's taking me in a new direction? Now, one and thing, I, well, yeah. I'm sorry, go on. No, it's in it. Just to say again, with with Jesse and on set, I never felt like I was rehashed. It just felt like a completely different movie to me. Yeah, and like I told you, I told Anthony before we went live, I just came across this film. I started watching it. I knew Anthony was a director. I've spoken to Anthony before. This is the second time on our show. But it was only, you know, very early on that I realized this is a similar story to a movie he's done before. Now, what is, Anthony, what's really noticeable in Malum is there is a bigger, uh, I guess, supporting cast. Uh, they're not there for long, but we see while Jessica is driving through the streets, there are people, creepy people out with these really creepy smiles looking at her. Uh, was that done intentionally or did it just happen to work out that way? We knew we really wanted to open up the movie more in the first act and focus a lot on the cult. It's something we didn't see. Everything was so contained in the first movie. So, mm -hmm. you know, in a lot of ways, treating this as a sequel, if you will, it's like, okay, well, if, if what didn't people get to see? What were the things we talked about in the first one that people just didn't get to see? Let's put that in this film. Let's open up that world and start to lay in the foundation for that mythology of the cult of the low God and, and yeah. who they are and how that's going to, how, how Jess is going to go in conflict with them quite early on in the movie. Okay. Now, Jessica, Ma you know, anybody who's seen the poster for Malum, you're the cover drenched in blood. All right. 
Now, the movie does have its uh, fair share of blood. Uh, how was it working with all that makeup on? Did you try to have fun with it? Was it really distracting? Tell us about that. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I actually, it was very exciting when I first heard. I was like, yeah, I want to be covered in blood. Like, just covered. And talking the prep before, it was like, just because it's so satisfying. And Anthony was like, you're going to be covered in blood. And then he was like, I don't think you understand the amount of blood we're going to put on you. And I was like, whatever, man. You're just going to put some blood on me. It's going to be a lot. But then when it was <laughs> over me and spilling, <laughs> I was so, a part of me was so excited. But then I kind of had to like put that away because it's such a distressing moment. Like just a moment of like, what the hell? <laughs> um and then I think it's day two when you have to put the blood on again. Yeah. Um, that's that's when the blood starts to get a little old. And but you know, actually, you guys timed it pretty well because it was like to really towards the end. And then, oh my god, the cat that I'm watching, she is <laughs> up in the tree, just so high up right now that I'm looking at. Um, Get her. Uh, I was like. Esther. Oh, any, anyway, so yeah, I kind of liked, I, it's, you know, it's just, it's uncomfortable after a bit of time. There was one night I had to shower in that police station, which was disgusting. Um, and it was just so like, just, I would go back um, to where I was staying and, you know, there were days where I just would say, I'm just going to shower at home. Uh -huh. So that one day I went, home and um <laughs> i it was in the elevator with all these like teenage like guys they seemed like young kids they were just all just staring at me like what's happening are you okay um <laughs> so yeah it kind of was like a little uncomfortable and strange but it definitely helps you get in in the character yeah it definitely helps but that stuff is so gross. It makes you never want to eat anything syrupy ever again. Yeah. I've spoken to a lot of people who've been drenched in blood. It's amazing the different reactions you get. Now, I want to pose this next question to both of you. I want to start with Anthony. I want to get a director-actor's perspective. Uh, there's a transition that goes in the film that goes from the police station to a, to a barn. Uh, as a director, Anthony, when you are filming this, uh, is it challenging trying to keep everything like chronological keep the the actor in the moment uh so it is one fluent scene when we when the audience does get to see it what kind of challenge does that pre present you that was a big challenge for this movie because the narrative jumps around a lot and not only does the narrative jump around a lot but we were jumping around a lot in the station because it was a, a very large police station it was four stories it was a basement and we kind of cherry-picked where we in the best parts of the building that we wanted to shoot in so we were hopping from floor to floor to floor from scene to scene and i think it was that challenge of like okay jess we're we're in the office right now and this happens and then we're in the barn and your continuation you know we're that's a week later but we're continuing yeah we had so many of those conversations but it was just me keeping details so, i don't know you're really good at that I, th I felt like actually it kind of helped me with how I would like to be in the future, just in general, because Anthony would always have a notebook of 
the, the, the exact moment before the thought before the thoughts mm. that haven't like crossed her mind yeah because I, I know it sounds like something you know yeah you try and do it as an actor but when you're filming a lot of like tv and you're rolling with it you don't have sometimes you don't have the time exactly. so he was i don't know i feel like that was the most of all the things you were just that i think that's what saved me is you so streamlined that's awesome. Guys, thank you so much. These 20 minutes just flew by. Uh, for our audience out there, uh, you got to check out this film, especially if you saw The Last Shift and enjoyed that. This is as good, if not better. I don't really want to compare the two films. They are similar stories, but they are unique stories, um, different backgrounds. Uh, the movie's called Malum. Uh, it is now available on every major on-demand platform. So whether it's Amazon, Apple TV, wherever you want to go, check it out. It is available. I want to thank our guest, writer-director Anthony DeBlasi and star Jessica Sula of Malum. I want to thank our audience, those of you who are tuning in live, who Jessica thoroughly enjoyed watching your chats tonight. It is. It's just, I got so distracted because what I'm seeing is so like, so I'm just like looking at all the little audio things. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, we uh we uh this program is streamed to eight different platforms so it shows all of them uh jessica uh, anthony again congratulations on the film our audience you gotta check it out malum on behalf of anthony de Blasi and jessica sula and myself stay safe stay walking good night everybody good night